ready to lose by the way because i feel like uh i feel like i got a real winner here i don't know i don't know oh yeah this was yeah i don't even remember where in the movie these were there's just a couple of references my answer to that is i am ready to lose (laughs) i don't know if i'm gonna lose this or not yeah we're going (laughs) hey welcome everybody to uh, another episode of chew chew bubblegum and Kick ass. I don't want to yell. I feel weird in this setup to be yelling. (laughs) What did you just say, Tucker? Chew bubblegum and kick ass after dark. After dark. (laughs) It's just like a sexy one. Um, I'm one of hosts, Brett Battostain. Hi, Brett. Hi. Hi, Brett. I'm another one of the hosts. My name is Dylan. No, you're actually our guest zooming in. Oh, okay. That's right. And I'm I'm a guest. I'm a zoomy. (laughs) <laughs> a zoomy, yeah. Um, this used to be a John Carpenter podcast. It's not anymore. <laughs> what if we um, just pretend it is? And it's like, this week we're watching John Carpenter's Gone, Gone with the Wind. wind. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. Okay, I'm into that. <laughs> now we're going through uh, different genres of movies where we pit them against, e- we each pick a movie and then pit them against each other uh, to mm. see which one is the, the best of the that particular subgenre or the worst niche the case. or the worst if that's the case <laughs> um we're in the middle of our crash into <coughs> oh <my God>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't even what's going on couldn't say what's it. going on best dave matthews movie yeah oh my god <laughs> this is uh the crash into me series that we're doing which is the uh honorary crash <sighs> series it's the worst movies to win best picture at the academy yes. awards yes. This is, of course, we're recording this episode after the slap heard around the world. (laughs) Round the world. Um, All these episodes are going to be getting released after. People are going to be like, why aren't they talking about it? (laughs) This is the first one we're recording after that has taken place. uh, And we know what has won. The Academy mm-hmm. Award for Best Picture. I actually didn't even watch it, so I, I predicted yeah. it. You guys, you right? I, I am on record as yeah. predicting it several weeks in advance. You did, yeah, it. nice job. At least two Hooray. weeks. <laughs> That's how dialed in <laughs> to the Academy this guy is. So so far, we've talked about uh, Tucker's pick, which was Titanic. Boo. Okay, yes. please catch us up. I am like, as we're starting, I'm like, what, what is going doing? on? Where we, are Dylan, we? We did last time. We did uh, Dylan's pick, Ugh. which was Driving Miss Daisy. Oh man! Oh my god! What oh my god! Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh my god! This week, we're going oh, to be fuck. talking about. You. My pick. Fuck you. Brett's fuck favorite you. movie. My all-time <laughs> favorite movie. <laughs> My 75th time seeing this movie. We're talking about, today we're talking about John Carpenter. John Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> Gone with the Wind. The 1939. Please sweeping score over that as you announce <laughs> that. <laughs> the, <laughs> the 1939 
Best Picture winner. Genuine think, epic. Epic. I think epic. still epic. to this day, the number one box office movie, like has I can believe when that. adjusted I can for believe inflation, that. it's the number one movie to like I mean, as far as gross goes. And you gotta think about like, you know, you can't fit in as many showings during yeah. the day of this. Well, and you gotta right. think about the time period, right? Like this is the depression and people. And we're are talking still twenty twenty dollars too, guys. <laughs> <laughs> people were <laughs> That's well, there maybe was that caused the depression. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone well, the, was the production so value broke. certainly did. The production of it certainly was what caused. Okay, so all their money. At I I want to talk about. <laughs> I'm just gonna look it up. Uh, the right. twenty the uh, the twenty twenty dollars. <laughs> all right. Yes. I'm gonna look up. Oh, the, you didn't already have this queued. I just assumed that this was, uh, like your big your big thing. No, I I I I, I looked it up. Uh, <laughs> The one that he didn't diligence. write down. So I don't I'm know. Did boss. you? I'm the boss of this podcast. <laughs> I did that work. <laughs> I uh, watched in, in, for Driving Miss Daisy. I hadn't really seen a lot of the other Best Picture ones mm. Uh, mm. N- nominees. For this one, I mm. hadn't obviously hadn't seen a lot either. But I did go and watch The Wizard of Oz. I rewatched Wizard of Oz because that was the <laughs> other Vic, you, you Victor Fleming. A refresher. Uh, I'm, on... I'm fine with not rewatching that again. Oh, fuck off! And no, then... the movie's fine. I just so am in great. no mood to watch it again. And then the other nominees were Goodbye, Mr. Chips, Dark Victory, Love Affair, uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Ooh, Nich- I like that movie. Ninotchka. Ninotchka of Mice and Men, Stagecoach, Ninotchka, and Weathering Heights. Yeah. Wait, they they had ten nominees back then too. Yes. It was an old thing huh. to do that, and then they yeah. went down to five, and then they, they changed it. it. Oh, okay. okay. So I did go and watch some of Weathering Heights. I didn't finish mm-hmm. it, but I, wa- I got like a good sense of it. And you were just like, man, these heights are like Wuthering. Wuthering. So Wuthering. And then I kind of I looked up like Werther's originals. Some of heights. the other <laughs> some of the other <laughs> movies, and kind of watched like little bits and pieces of them on like YouTube to just try and get a sense of mm-hmm. them. And my sense really is that the only other, the only movie that really could have, because I can see why this movie in 1939 won Best Picture Uh because of the scope of it and the, it's a the bigness of it. it. Yeah, I mean it's a Um, it's a quite a extravaganza. Oh yeah, it's quite a spectacle. The other movies, while they definitely like have their merits and they seem. Like Weathering Heights was, I've really enjoyed watching what I watched of it. And same with like Mr. Smith Goes to Washington and Goodbye mm-hmm. Mr. Chips, like watching a little bit of those and stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, I see why, like these are good movies that have like, but they're pretty small. Mm-hmm. Like they're really yeah. small in scope. Well, except for The Wizard of Oz. Except for The Wizard of Oz. So that's why yeah. I wanted to go and rewatch that one in its entirety because that's the only other one that really seems to like. M- it's also Victor yeah, Fleming, yeah. Yeah. the yeah, same right. director, but it, the only other one that seems to like really match the scope mm-hmm. of Gone with the Wind, because really that's all Gone with the Wind has going for it is the scope of it, like the well, epicness uh, of it. Well, sure, and the I mean, and what goes into that, I suppose the 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 way it's filmed, like yeah, I, I there's have some, some other really impressive shots time, in this movie. Actually. There are. You have some what? I thoughts? had some other thoughts on it this time. Than yeah. After last time, they, I was kind of I got real they, dismissive of it, but. Do they revolve around the use of the word um, darky? <laughs> Most of my God. thoughts do, yeah. <laughs> this movie. Um, I've seen all of these movies. Oh, okay, By cool. the way, um, and I would say. You'll be our, our resident expert. Yeah, okay. I mean, to me, there, a lot of them were kind of forgettable. 
Um, but yeah. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington of Mice and Men. Stagecoach obviously has some issues, but it's also like a cool uh, <laughs> yeah. John Ford that Western. Like... It's got some cool shit going on. Yeah. And, um, but there was one that called Dark Victory with Betty Davis, and it had uh, nope. uh, Humphrey Bogart's in it too. And mm. there's this scene where she's driving this car, and it's a convertible. And he jumps up on like the sidebar, you know, like like the side. There's like mm-hmm. a step to get into the car. Sure. He jumps up on it and stands there and has a dialogue scene with her while she's driving. And there's like a rear projection screen behind him. <laughs> and it's just crazy. It's fucking it, nuts it, looking. You got to watch it. It is a projection. It. I guess yeah, it has to be a projection. So they funny. didn't have the, the ability to do that back then, did they? I think I, I isolated. I'm going to send that video to you guys. I'm going to find it. I think <laughs> okay. I took it off the TV. So I was like, this looks so funny. Um. <laughs> my, it looks funnier than the stagecoach scenes in the movie we're talking about here. Yes, because wow, no one okay. was standing on the side of the stagecoach like that. I, was it? But that, there's sequences really. where she she's fighting someone off mm-hmm. off the side of the stagecoach with a whip. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm more used to that from westerns. Yeah. So yeah, I suppose. Yeah, so okay. my my argument basically if i can just lay it out right oh yeah now, right why, yes. why do you think this movie didn't deserve to win in 1939 brett it, well so i'm going based off of i'm going based on like how well did it age in comparison to the wizard of oz oh and also looking at i also recently watched uh Casablanca, mm-hmm. which came out oh, a few yeah. years later and that movie fucking rips yeah <laughs> like that, yeah, that movie's there's a reason that movie's still mm-hmm. around. Yeah, like we watched it in the living room. Ashley, I turned it on. Ashley started watching it, and then the kids also started watching it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. And I was and like, all week long, the kids were running around being like, "I'm getting the letters of transit." <laughs> yeah, we'll always have Paris. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> that movie also like yeah. has aged really well. The Wizard of Oz also ages really, really well. Yeah. Um, like yeah. it's still a ripper. Like that movie totally. is But it's a it's a fantasy like that though. That one's a fantasy. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean There's lots of th- fantasy from back that doesn't then. Mean People that, don't watch it. Well, every but like year King still. Kong King Kong is even older, right? And it's yeah. still Yeah, but I mean, my kids I, I'm, didn't I'm not like trying that. to what's that? Kids wouldn't get through that. That's for sure. Mm, that's I think with point, King yeah. Kong you kinda have to have an appreciation for a certain type of yeah. thing. Yeah, as yeah, a yeah. as a kid or an adult to really appreciate. Yeah. King have you Kong. have you watched The Wizard of Oz with your kids? Um, I have. I have. Yeah. Times. yeah. 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 I just I'm I'm trying to remember. I don't know that I've ever taken the time to show it to my kids. That's interesting. Yeah, because it was on constantly uh, during holidays when I was a kid. Like the the major networks would always play it. So yeah, hmm. it was on once a year when I was a kid. Oh, it was yeah, exactly. Like one <laughs> so, time a year, yeah. and you'd build. You'd build your year around it. Yeah. Surprisingly, is coming few on. problematic elements. Very few po- yeah. problematic Amazingly. <laughs> um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, is, I assume, your argument for why it holds up much better than all these other ones. I mean, than, Gone with the Wind opens up with an opening text that basically says... Oh, my God. I, <laughs> oh, I don't remember understand. when slaves were around? That was, that was great. great. <laughs> yeah, I don't get what the... Yeah, it is weird to me that this movie is as popular at the time as it is. It makes me... As you were going through the list of the movies and, and like giving your input on which ones are better or whatever, part of me is like, it's hard to think about that today because we have no concept of what the general atmosphere 
of living in America was in 1938, 39. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Then like history book. Uh, it's it's impossible to the, really the have one an history idea. book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But, All we had was history book. <laughs> did I just say history? I meant <laughs> history books. books. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Other than history books. According yeah. to history book, this is <laughs> very accurate. You know what I'm saying, have though, you right? Read history book? It's wild. It's, it's wild. <laughs> it's, American it's really, historian. It's it's really annoying. That's only written by one guy. <laughs> <laughs> but but Dawn so history. so <laughs> Don book Don O history. So seeing that scroll at the beginning does make me like kind of raise an eyebrow of like what was going on in the zeitgeist that people are like fuck yeah oh yeah oh yeah this is I, I really do miss this time like whoa, oh fuck yeah and you know I, I'll say too like there are elements of the movie that. I, I can appreciate, like, mm-hmm. I think I mentioned when I nominated the movie that this is my mother-in-law's, like, favorite movie. Yeah. Um, mm. And I, I I adore my mother-in-law. She is very sweet. She <laughs> recently sewed the crotch of a couple of my pants. <laughs> Did she really? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. Um She's, she brought like <clears throat> 500 presents to that party yesterday. Yeah, she made my da- my, cake. my daughter a dinosaur cake yeah, for yeah. her birthday. Yeah. Um, she's been all out. She's awesome. Like, and she's yeah, a very yeah. sweet, like open, generous yeah. person. Uh, <laughs> Dylan, Brett's mom was very disappointed you were already gone when she arrived. Oh yeah, I know. Brett's mom has a I met you at a party, and I was like, "Yeah, it's them Finns," and and she's like, "Yeah, Did... that's right. I met you. It was here." I was like, "Yeah," and she goes, "Where's Dylan?" <laughs> <laughs> Did um, I show up early? Because I feel like I was there for like came an hour late. and a half. You were there like right on time. She got yeah. there. That's she was I there thought. late. Okay. Uh, she got there later, but um, we—you guys threw like a seven-hour birthday party for a four-year-old. Huh? There are things about this movie in the character of Scarlett O'Hara that I understand how she relates to him because mm. she's. That, you, I, I mean, your 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 uh, mother-in-law relates to Scarlett. To Scarlett, Scarlett. yeah, okay. because okay. she's. Uh, I don't want to like dive too mu- much into her like history because I don't want to like betray any of her oh you know what i mean like yeah. her personal life oh yeah, yeah. in it's a her. podcast sure, that she sure. hasn't given me permission to do but <laughs> yeah. she's she's a woman who uh started having she had her first kid very early like when mm. she was a teenager and didn't really have like stable like relationships mm-hmm. with mm. uh like husbands or boyfriends and stuff like that and there was a lot of them like in and out and stuff sure uh sure. and so i can see how she would see herself and Scarlett as somebody who has to kind of like get by on their own and have like gumption and grit when you're living in like a world that doesn't see women, a woman as somebody who can do that or like needs a man to like Uh get by and stuff like that. I feel you. Mm -hmm. So I can see that like why Scarlett O'Hara would mean something to her and she could, and she grew up in like very small town Idaho. Which is right. racist, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, and there's um, also there's also sure. the fantasy of being a you know wealthy from, a debutante. from wealth, mm-hmm. uh, debutante. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, and even like without the kind of like blatant racism that's in this movie uh, and glorification of slavery, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, there's a lot of like fiction and stories from the past from American history that really glorify and fantasize the like plant the Southern plantation life. Mm-hmm. Uh, without really I, like 
Well, it's the closest the U.S. has had to an aristocracy, but it was just like brazenly aristoc- aristocratic. Right? right. I mean, we have it today, but it's the, you know, the whatever point one percenters. But this was an actual like visible separation in classes of right. class. Right. right. That I for whatever reason, we still want to celebrate or at least fantasize about. So I, I think I get where you're coming from. Yeah. But although. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> this movie's first of all a slog. Well, it's yeah. it's almost four hours. It, it, it's it is a slog, but I did find myself like when I was about an hour and a half in, I was like, I actually like I did break it up, but mm-hmm. I was like, Me I'm too. not. You have. I'm to. not. But I'm not like losing my mind about it. Like I, I'm. There thinking, was times I'm where like, I was. Were you okay? Yeah. I actually wasn't. I was enjoying it. I was. I was. Yeah. I was. I was engaged. The movie is well made. I wasn't like. Oh my God. Like when you're watching like uh Veloci Pastor, right? Like which you know is garbage. Yeah. And even no, did not no think that movie was to gonna it. be brought up on this podcast. You know, a movie like that, which is intentionally bad and it's like eighty minutes long and you're like, Oh my god, this is ridiculous, or you're having fun watching it, and you look up and you're like, Oh god, only eleven minutes have passed. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> right. Which I did not have that sense. I looked, you know, I paused yeah. and I was like, Oh fuck, this movie I've been watching this for almost two hours and I'm I, I didn't realize. I mean, yeah, again, my, I broke it up. My so. feeling that it was going to take me all week was looming over me the whole time. Yeah. But for some, I, it didn't I started, feel that bad when I was watching yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, And then I, started I finished well it earlier than I thought I would because I just kept going. Yeah. And I liked the... Um, there were things about it that I really liked. Like, I was like... Like, the craftsman elements of it. Like, everybody's mm-hmm. doing amazing shit on screen, mm-hmm. right? Like, the production design's amazing yeah the cinematography is beautiful and the acting is like it took me a while and i'm uh, i don't think i'm a big clark gable fan i don't know that he's a good end i was kind of like i was i was digging him a little bit towards the end there were times when i for the most part scarlet uh vivian lee as scarlet o'hara was Mm -hmm. like super grating and i hated her Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh oh and same I with wanna... Clark Gable, uh, with Rhett Butler, there were times when I hated him, but yeah. then there were other times where I was like, oh, I'm kind of sucked into what's going on with yes. what's yeah. happening and between these like, two. It's very soapy. It's a soap it's... opera. Yeah. Now, and I, I kind of liked, I liked Scarlet this time, but not like, don't get me wrong. Wait a minute. I hate everybody in this what? movie. What? Right. Like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I hate the characters, but I liked the actors. The actors are fine. Scarlet, Scarlet is an insufferable person. She oh, is totally. Horrible. Yeah, totally she's a stone cold piece of shit. Yeah. And watching it, <laughs> I, that's what that's what was distracting me this time. Mm-hmm. I was like, why is this considered a classic love story? Right. Or what a romantic, like my understanding of it before having seen it, my memory of right. it having watched it the first time like the the you know the the, the vague like yeah i guess it's this love story like it Will is they won't they she, she is a terrible terrible person like mm-hmm. from the beginning yeah. through until even the last moment of the film she has not redeemed herself in in any but the very minutest way and it's easy to see to me to think that's not even redemption she's still just trying to do for her even yeah. Even before you get to the point where she's like rebuilding Tara, yeah, she's already being terrible mm-hmm. by yeah. marrying uh, yeah, her first awful. husband, who yeah. she just marries out of spite. Yeah, she yeah. only marries him out of spite. Yeah. Then she lucks uh, out when he dies, 
and she lets out when he dies and and yes and and but if that was the worst thing she did that would be acceptable Mm -hmm. because she's 16 at that point in the (laughs) right right so a 16 year old is an idiot yeah and being allowed to marry in the 1860s okay but yeah she goes on and does even worse shit she marries the man that her sister is in whatever you want to call love whatever all of that all of that stuff is weird Mm -hmm. (laughs) all of the like (laughs) weird like ideas of being in love with one another is weird and i guess i see that as the picked out part because i think the relationship between uh scarlet and rhett is genuine right like rhett is a genuine like i see you as a monster just like me and i'm into it Right. And she sees him like that aspect of it. I can appreciate underscoring all of that bananas romance novel nonsense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they genuinely are. I think at a point they are genuinely in love. And I guess that's the part that mm-hmm. makes this a, a, a lingering lasting love story. And I'm being the kind of uh, a pessimistic person that I am, I kind of dig that aspect of the love story mm-hmm. where they're in love because of their ugliest parts, not and because they, of all their wonderful parts. And that they don't resolve it. it, it and ca- that they don't resolve you it. You know yeah. what kind of reminded me of, Dylan, was uh, the relationship <laughs> between, I was coming back to this a lot, was what? the relationship between Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder in Destination <laughs> Wedding that yeah, we talked about on yeah, We Do yeah, Keanu. Yeah, 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 100%. I can see that. that. <laughs> yeah, because they're not leaning into the flowery aspects of right. love. They're leaning into the, like, the perfunctory, like, yeah, you're... You, I, yeah, you're 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 a conniving, selfish person. So am I. Yeah. I see you, and I'm into it. Right? <laughs> like that's that's what we're saying is don't watch Gone with the Wind. Watch the amazing watch... modern retelling of the Gone with the Wind love story, <laughs> Destination Wet. I really before <laughs> I, I know we'll talk a, a, more about the the characters in the story, mm-hmm. I, but I want to go back to something about like the construction of the movie because I actually, I do feel like Mm. even for 1939 standards, this movie is really, really, really overblown. Like it does not need to be four hours long. It does not. It does. There is so much perfunctory shit in this movie. mm -hmm. That's the, when I was talking about like, there were times when I was going crazy, there are certain scenes in the movie that go on for a long time where you're like, this could be completely excised. It's so overindulgent. And so I don't know, dude, I'm perfunctory that it was so like at times it was like almost nausea inducing and eye rolling where one of the one of the scenes that really comes to mind is after um, Scarlett and Rhett are married and like they're walking around with their kid in the stroller Mm -hmm. and then there's like the long scene that's like five minutes (laughs) of the two older women talking about (laughs) Rhett and Scarlett and it's just like oh move right. on already who gives a shit i <laughs> fucking I hate like we like do we this is so expository where they're just mm-hmm. like talking about stuff that we already know yeah. and are about to be shown in more depth over the next hour and a half yeah. it's yeah. preposterous and yeah. and like the stuff of like the way the scenes transition from scene to scene is sometimes so abrupt. Like the the people, <laughs> the storytellers don't give a shit about how the story is unfolding. They're like, we just want to get to uh, uh, Scarlet and Rhett 
uh, at the end, and so we're just gonna throw in a bunch of fucking shit in the middle. Yeah. That uh, no, is to- I, I disagree I, about that. No, I no, listen. Like even, to fill- even like the scene where she's married one second, and then the next, the very next scene, her husband is dead. It's like, oh, so that like that whole marriage was completely pointless. Like it does nothing. It does right. nothing to the story or to her Scarlet's character. Like, uh, no, it, it could be completely, it could be completely wealth. excised. Like, you really it don't need though. it. It can't, though. It can't, because it, it explains why she's able to survive from tra- transition from that one point in her life to the next where she's back up to somewhat wealthy. I mean, it, it all I am. I take that as like they're just trying to be true to the novel is my assumption. Who cares? It, it is. Well, again, but this is you looking so at it. need her to be a widow. But this is you looking at it from today's eyes. In 1939, they're the only exposition you have. You have films. You have a little bit of radio and you have a book. So but, I, I could see what they're doing. Even they're trying to build up that. I disagree because her. looking at the pacing of the other movies at the time, uh, especially like mm. Wizard of Oz, like yeah, the okay. pacing of Wizard of Oz is good. Mm. <laughs> like, but that still feels like a. I mean, my memory of that is like it still feels like a slog. No, it it goes by like uh, so I think okay. it's like an hour and forty five. It's minutes. been at least ten years like, since yeah, I've seen it, so yeah, I can't. I'm not gonna argue. And like Ca- Casablanca, like it's a regular length. Movie. <laughs> it's not four. That movie, <laughs> that movie is also like a straight yeah, ripper. Casablanca. Like yeah, and it gets all of the the will they won't they stuff mm-hmm. that is in Gone with the Wind with uh Vivian or with Scarlet and Rhett, but yeah. it does it in such like uh like intense way and making it like over the course of just a couple of days mm-hmm. and yeah like it's so and, intense and, it, and so and it uh, and it trusts the audience to be able to be along for that right i think yeah. you're right yeah. with with what you're saying here with this movie is they don't trust that we're gonna understand it's the dynamic made for dum-dums and even yeah. weathering heights like there's a will they won't they in weathering heights between like uh uh a, a girl like a a daughter and of like a wealthier guy and like an adopted uh, boy who is kind of like second class in their family because of the brother and the girl and the adopted brother like in love with each other, but they can they can never be Gross. together. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's not like part of the family. He's a servant. I didn't know uh, that was I understand, Wuthering I Heights. He's like a stable boy. And but like I saw a movie just like that. <laughs> even in that movie, like <laughs> the, the <laughs> you see those fucking online it's all on the time. my phone. The Pornhub theme plays. Have you guys seen the videos of like school orchestras like working that into their like performance at an assembly? It's very funny. Everybody in the crowd loses their shit at like a high school. That's awesome. I will say. <laughs> like that there were times like I get like there were parts where it was like not important where we were having like long dialogue scenes and then it would be like shit happened shit happened shit happened shit happened shit happened yeah and it's yeah. like Jesus Christ calm down you know it's like maybe yeah. some of that Especially honestly towards the end I felt like it was like really be barreling so- towards it right Rather. I wouldn't be surprised if some of that is just to give bathroom breaks <laughs> <laughs> yeah no kidding I got a 10 minute intermission and I, yeah I can also yeah, but maybe it's still see four hours, bro. <laughs> I can also see though in 1939, you don't have a lot to do. It's true. That's you know what, what I, I mean? was trying to say. That's yeah. what I was just yeah. trying to okay. say. Is that, it's that's like a fair it's point. filling yeah. it in. It's just like it is an epic scale, and once you've passed two and a half, three hours, 
who gives a fuck? Throw another hour on there, right? Like that is that does seem like what they were deciding, like kind of, in the yeah. studio yeah. of just like back when they're really getting your money together, worth. just like fuck it, let's just put it all yeah. in. Yeah, and they're trying to sell it as like this, you know, adaptation of this giant novel, right? So and, and like you don't have any. It's nineteen thirty nine. You don't have anything to do. You don't have like a TV in your house. Like you're. Yeah. Bored most of the time. You're either working and, or bored. <laughs> and spend spending money on movies. Yeah, spending yeah. money on a movie was a thing, right? Like we saw Annie, so that's our understanding of how special it is to go to a movie yeah. in the 30s, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, guess, I mean, yeah, yeah. There, it, there's an element of that for sure, but. But you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the script definitely could have used some tightening up. <laughs> I, like I do want to meet the movie as much as I can for the time period that right. it was made right. in. Right. But at the same time, like you can't completely remove yourself from that, especially like and like even watching like a movie like Citizen Kane that is like a pl- pr- like a very slow movie, mm-hmm. like a, a slow, yeahly paced, like intentionally slow paced. Uh, still has like it still keeps you invested even all this time later. So you mm-hmm. you got to kind of judge it against other movies of its oh, time. Yeah. I think well, you know what I mean. Also, Citizen Kane is so creative and inventive that you're just mesmerized by the screen there's a couple scenes in this where i got caught up like that but for the most part no it's just right straight up yeah and i I honestly think like if this movie were pared down to like even two and a half hours it would be just like an overall way better movie Mm -hmm. yeah probably even with even with like all the problematic elements still intact you could would at least be able to appreciate it for that's true because i i i was like enjoying it like i enjoyed watching it this time and i was like man it's too bad that like all the central conceits of this movie are are so poisonous yeah, because yeah. it's not you know it's a pretty entertaining movie. I thought. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm uh, totally into this soap opera. I'll, I'll watch these shitty assholes. It's kind of like yeah. a Catch Twenty Two because there is something about the time period that, uh, even knowing objectively how horrible it was for most people, it's been so romanticized in like literature and art and yeah. history for so long. There is an element of me that is like, ah, oh, so quaint, you know, and like yeah, wanting what? to kind of like live in that through art and film that I would you rather have the problematic elements like ignored or be on the surface because in this movie they're very on the Mm -hmm. surface yeah they I I, it has to be on the surface I I think that that's the only way to depict this so you know if they did it honestly you'd be like fuck these people no but I mean what I'm saying is like there's there's movies and art and stuff that kind of just like push it aside. Mm-hmm. Well, they do like what Ashley Wilkes so it's more, does, right? Right, like where he's like, "I was going to free them anyway." Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Like, yeah. mm, well, they're bro, taking it's yeah, that yeah. whole. I mean, it's the same thing that makes Driving Miss Daisy so problematic. That it's like, yeah, it's like for uh, white it's people like to be able to go see right. it wasn't that bad. R- the okay. slaves yeah. were treated nice. They were like Although, part of the family. This movie, I don't get the impression other than. Ashley, like I don't get the impression they're trying to uh, make it seem like it was acceptable. I, I'm pausing there because I am looking at. Like, I don't know. Like they, I mean, they Rhett, love her. They love. They love Scarlet. Like Mammy loves Scarlet. Which and Red Red's relationship with Mammy. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was getting so well, frustrated because I was like, ah, I, this relationship is sucking me in, and I hate uh, it. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. I, I how I mean that that was probably not. F- inaccurate right it's not like every it's not like every human being is the monsters from Django unchained right right? like I I do think there's a 
comfortable medium between there, not to make it acceptable, but there are human beings living in the world. Like uh, Scarlet, uh, Mammy had birthed Scarlet. She'd been there with Scarlet, been part of her life, her entire life. So there's going to be some kind of affectionate connection there, even if there's, yeah, even if it's still at the same time it's still a completely wrong right yeah it's a totally poison yeah yeah so that's the part that that's hard to not hard to unpack that makes it more uh complex complex yeah but then the other uh elements of slavery the torture and abuse is all completely ignored completely left out yeah right not even not even given lip service at all no and that's what's weird about the celebration of this, even in 1939. That's why I come back to like, what the fuck was the mentality of people right there? Because think about it. That was it. That's the same aspect as uh, Nightmare Alley being produced today, right? Like there's roughly the same amount of time has passed in history since Nightmare Mm -hmm. Alley, where Nightmare Alley is, is set as where gone with the wind was set when it came out yeah right so it's like 70 something years only the very oldest people still alive are are have any vivid memories of that time period so what why are they like why are they why are the people of that time romanticizing that time period this way that's what that's what irks me and Mm. romanticizing like the confederacy Yes, specifically that. Right. Because this is a movie. This is a Hollywood movie. This isn't a movie like there was no Hollywood. There was no whatever Atlanta based film studios at that time, I think. Right. When uh, the when they're talking about Rhett Butler's uh, like uh, war history and stuff like that. Being a scoundrel. It's really it reminds me so much of like Han Solo. I was just going to say that earlier. I was like, he's definitely the template. Definitely (laughs) the template for Han Solo. For sure. (laughs) I I totally was about to say that when you were when you're talking about that relationship before. Yeah, I did want to talk about Mammy for a second, too, Mm -hmm. because this it has to be noted, I think, talking about this movie that uh, Hattie McDaniel yeah. who plays Mammy. Yeah. Um she was the first person uh, uh the first African American person yeah. to win an Academy Award. Yeah. Uh, right. for yeah. best she supporting for actress, movie, right? Yeah, yep. for yeah. this movie. But I was reading about it a little bit and it's uh it's interesting and sad that she also uh she wasn't allowed to go to the um the Atlanta premiere mm-hmm. of this movie because it was in a segregated sure. um only right. whites uh theater yeah right uh, and at the academy Awards, she had to sit at like uh there was like segregated tables yeah. right uh and she won so, yeah so she was she wasn't in the main yeah. yeah um somewhere in there i heard that clark gable refused to participate because of that in either that atlanta premiere or i think you're academy right itself yeah good for him which to his credit i guess yeah. i mean who knows what kind of a person he was but that's hey, at least something words positive. Do. Well, that's what I, I mean. Like maybe, I mean, again, that. you it's hard to judge people in 1939 based off of our 70 plus years of learning. Well, and I'm how- also like watching history unfold as you, you know, you look back on it and everything and there's yeah, you know, yeah. steps towards things, but you're always like, depending on what you're, what you're like, where, guess, you, where you're leaning, where you're leaning. Like I always am like, 
who's pushing who's pushing us forward you know right and like those are the people that i'm like okay cool yeah you know that's where i'm at so i'm like there's obviously those people right those that's happening hattie mcdaniel wins the oscar well Uh, you know we're moving forward somehow i will say too there was a lot of there was controversy (laughs) at the time of this movie coming out uh amongst like civil rights activists of like calling sure specifically calling out Hattie McDaniel and the other like black actors and Mm -hmm. actresses in the movie as Uh, being like part of the problem yeah 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 well I I, it was mired in controversy I can appreciate that it's it's you know my guess is it's not that much different than it is today where there is just this constant inertial pushback against any even the slightest progress so 70 years after the the civil war and like what suffragette has just completed or whatever like women's rights women's voting rights has has gone into effect at this point but civil rights are still Mm -hmm. up in the air right there's the end of that war and then it just shifted so 60s it's that's that to me is what this movie seems to represent even more than anything is the general zeitgeist push back like the we almost whatever. need these kind of movies for to for act the, for the people that push the ball forward to be like yeah, to, fuck that to look at you know? it. yeah it's to, kind of the yeah. same way with driving miss daisy where it was like um, fucking do the right <laughs> thing standing right over there assholes <laughs> Yeah, and white people were still like, "Oh, what a nice movie!" Fully, that's what I mean because it's driven by these old-minded people who are Mm -hmm. thirty, forty years behind the curve. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, and probably even worse in nineteen thirty-nine. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, access to information and yeah, and the 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 pure polarity of haves and have-nots at the time was. Much more clear and much more starkly racially divided, yeah. right? Would be part of my assessment. That's part of my assessment to put into a history book. Make, make an assessment. <laughs> That's my old Greg. <laughs> I highly recommend a book, Pictures Pictures at a Revolution, I believe. Um, I've talked about it before, but it's that book about all the five, it's kind of the birth of the new Hollywood, five oh. best picture nominees of 67, I believe. Oh. And Sidney Poitier is in two of them. There's lots of great stuff in there about Sidney oh, Poitier sure. and the shit he was going through in the 60s. and stuff. It's yeah. really interesting. Do they do they have a uh, an epilogue that talks about Ghost Dad? <laughs> I hope so. I haven't done that yet. I've been reading it for six years. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ghost Dad. Uh, uh, just on that note, really quick, I actually re- note. <laughs> read uh, a, a People's History of the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bragger. Uh, yeah, like I finished it. It took me a long time to read it, and I yeah, finished I, it. I, took, I read it a long time a, ago as well. Sitting there with a bookmark in it for me. I've yeah, left it yeah. there for a while. I yeah. I listened. <laughs> to, I listened to a <laughs> yeah. lot of it. I listened to a lot of it. I'll be honest, like oh. passively. Um, oh shit! I didn't even think about it. Maybe I'll re re listen to it. Uh, listen, slash I actually, listen prefer listen listening to nonfiction mm. over reading it most of the time and i prefer reading fiction over listening to fiction okay um i think i have a little add or something because i get i start daydreaming when i listen to things like that i i found I, with if, nonfiction if, it's easier to if like, it's come interesting back into it, yeah to if like it's interesting daydream and come back to it sure yeah if it's interesting i uh audible works for me if it's not interesting i'm just fucking lost yeah but, um, yeah but anyways uh it it does make it interesting now watching any movie set in history like in a 
historical time. Sure. Because I'm just like, oh yeah, all everything was dog shit for every everybody yeah. smelled bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> like we, roma- yeah. we romanticized it and fantasized it and fetishized it so much. Uh-huh. Th- but like. Every, I think every, about that all yeah. the time. Everybody's yeah, yeah. teeth yeah, everybody were fucking like stinks. fucking jacked all the time. Everybody's dying when they're 20. Yeah, pe- well, like surgery, like the history of surgery oh, was Jesus. is like so dark and like Ooh, and they had that in this movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um and it's yeah, and like m- with medical advances where they are right now, the fact that like you can have a fucking brain surgery and yeah. it's successful any of the time. Yeah. Oh my god, you guys should check out that sh- that oh, short-lived uh, HBO or Max series, The Nick. Oh yeah. They go into a lot of. Have you watched that? I watched oh. a little bit of. It. I need to watch the rest of it. It was cool. really the interesting, yeah. especially the first season. It, it really it's all it really Steven falls Soderberg. off, but oh, cool. it's it's, it's Clive Owen. super interesting talk. And it, I think it's a fairly accurate historical depiction of a lot of the surgical procedures and and how yeah. they came about. Like, well, I the, actually remember the primary one is is C sections, right? Like they are right. incapable of having a successful C section, and we take it for granted. I'm like, holy shit! That's I just feel like this is how shows how religious our society is because everybody's so stupid they just want to take everything as like well if this says it's this it better be this because yeah. everybody's like this distrust of medicine it's like dude it's like 120 years old maybe like you gotta calm yeah. down like because they're like hey, they, yeah. they don't get it right all the time well, yeah. like, well of course well, they don't you fucking idiot actually the, science. Yeah. the funny thing is is <laughs> it's amazing that they do get it yeah. right because it's I so fucking doing, complicated uh, <laughs> i used to i was doing a podcast with uh Tucker's wife Jinx for for a long time, Brag. and uh, it was it was a with that stuff. It, it was a book based podcast, and I remember at one point she was reading or she we were talking about a book that was like the history of surgery. Yeah, and to think about how far surgery has come yeah. in the last yeah like hundred and twenty years, years. Yeah. yeah yeah is so fucking wild. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's exactly it's what that shows about. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly what that shows about. Um, but anyway, and it's glorious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's just interesting to look back at like yeah. these historical times and to look back on how romanticized it is, and to know in actuality that it was really, awful, really, real awful, really awful. Yeah, like there's something. It's hard to imagine. There like, is something really pure imagine. about it. Like I will say that like there is something pure about like being cut off from like uh, like phones and computers yeah. and TV and stuff like that and really having to like learn how to be uh like like live off the land and be like mm-hmm. know how to do it's like that whole like zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance thing if you guys have ever read that book mm-hmm. like having a task and it's kind of like the flow state thing of like having a sure. task and it being like focusing on that task and it being like sure. meditative Sure, uh, I get that. I am not in any way romantic about those periods of time to me. <laughs> I am very happy with the comfort, the creature comforts oh, fully. of modern living. Me too. Yeah. But I get yeah. I get what uh-huh. like why it's romanticized, I guess is me what too. I'm not, saying. I'm me not too. romantic about it because my life like all those times were fucking horrible. Right. Horrible. But there were qualities about it that I do miss. Sure. Because like the, I feel the like pacing, it's had a, the, the, the pacing of things of life. and the constant stuff I think it's had a real negative effect on my brain. Yeah, hundred percent. Like but the, I remember there being slower pace the slow be times, nice. like yeah. the quiet that was so boring. Even the eighties, like, yeah, the eighties yeah. and the nineties, even where it's just yeah. like you know hours and hours where you're right. just not sure what to do, so you have to do something else. Mm-hmm. Like I miss that. I miss that happening. Right. I feel like it doesn't give us room to. I don't know. To it, think. To think. Right. To exist. It's like outside the outside uh... of all that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So uh, it's definitely, I'm not romanticizing. I'm just saying there were things that were helpful, <laughs> I think, yeah, you're about like, not having I, I wish we could carry over just some elements of yeah. that into the modern world without uh-huh. like, and just leave behind like the, the icky shit. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, uh, as far as like Gone with the Wind goes, it, it is hard to separate the like it you, you really can't wear rose colored glasses when you're yeah. watching it you know mm-hmm. like it's impossible to ignore while you're watching it, it's impossible to ignore like the fact that like the confederacy is like portrayed in such like a glamour like a oh, uh, i it that is so um, distracting to me like what the fuck and, and like oh, okay sorry go, go ahead, ahead. Go no ahead, i've go. been talking so much go ahead well i was gonna say back to that uh, sequence that you're like poo-pooing about her being her second marriage have serving no purpose. No, I was that, talking about her period. first marriage. Well, but also the second marriage you said was like to the to the person who uh, was betrothed to her sister, and that she took it so she could get the 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 mill and get the money and and oh, you right. know get back mm-hmm. on her feet. That whole sequence where the sewing circle, you know, and there's all the dramatic, and she's reading from David Copperfield the the. the uh, the cousins reading from David Copperfield and they're all just like, ah, oh, ah, oh, looking at the, 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 the clock and it's all, Ooh, what's going on? Someone's going to die. That's a KKK that all of those men, their men are KKK members going and raiding, uh, a, a camp of, you know, freed slaves effectively mm-hmm. due to the fact that, that Scarlet had been attacked, right? Like that is never called out, but yeah. that's what those guys are. Well, and that's what the and actually the, in the book, the, it is the KKK. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, but, it is bl- in the blat- movie. So blatantly, like it is, they're Kurt's members of the KKK. Right. That, uh, the, I think it was the NAACP, like was like, uh, made like a uh, was protest like made like a protest yeah. against the movie and so the movie excised it being like blatantly yeah. the kkk yeah they just make it seem like it's just a bunch of men going to protect their women right, right? that that's how that was portrayed I, I that is so fucked up yeah. like right. that whole sequence oh and and now that i i referenced her what is the cousin's name the the woman that ash ashley winds up marrying i forgot i always forget her name melody. melody melanie 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 she is melody wonderful like she should be the central context of this film oh i'm with you pure and beautiful and pure of heart and intent like everything positive about the world is embodied in that character and she's not the main character that's annoying to me i know i'm with you like i i love melanie so much more than i love scarlet that and i i gotta believe everyone did i gotta yeah. believe everyone walked out of that film thinking scarlet sucks dick or sucks ass rather but it's <laughs> hard to <laughs> tell doesn't suck dick. because as the union is rolling through the south burning down plantations and everybody's Billy. running for their lives i'm like go get them boys i know yeah. burn it to well, the ground and honestly to, to back to your comment about it being too long and too involved I felt like they didn't do a good enough job depicting the union as monsters to justify their response towards the union coming in. Yeah. They like they just kind of infer that they need to be terrified of these people, but mm-hmm. they don't ever show anything that justifies that, even even if it's a misinterpretation of something. Well, I know, even when the union comes in after the KKK attack. 
they're yeah. like they're like oh sorry about if that anything, we just are bad <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. and then they're yeah. like okay well let's get out of here sorry uh yeah. they buy yeah. their so your women and they're just and they're ge- all right see ya yeah and they're they they treat rat like a gentleman yeah. like all of the like let him have people the only come one visit that's him right. that's uh threatening is the one that that scarlet shoots in the fucking face <laughs> yeah. yeah that's so great and only, and only because he's he's com- a deserter he's well, a deserter and he's like coming like sees something in her hand and he's like what's that you have yeah. <laughs> like yeah <laughs> i mean i think that's also coding right like it's understood that he's gonna rape her right? yeah like i yeah. I, I gotta believe that's that a lot of coding but, but that's frustrating to me in terms like of Rhett the being like, man. "You need a good kiss. Oh, you need to be no. kissed yeah. hard and often." Whipped with a buggy whip, <laughs> which I'm not going to disagree with. She needs to get whipped with a buggy whip real bad. That is exactly what Scarlett O'Hare and then needs. The big romantic rape scene at the end, yeah, uh, which is like has been like at played the end? in every oh, oh. towards the end, which has been played in like every yep. montage of romantic movies forever. Well, but yeah. wait a minute. And what happens after the rape? First thing in the morning. Oh, she's she so happy. Fresh and yeah. She which, loves it. She's singing yeah. her she's singing her little song. <laughs> and which, that's after he makes her dress what he thinks is like dressing like a whore and oh put a lot of God. rouge on to so go down there because I want you to dress like what you yourself. are. The, uh, this underscores a BDSM re- dynamic, which I wish they would just lean into, which they're not <laughs> Oh, do in yeah. 1939 obviously <laughs> but that's entirely what this is depicting yeah. right like she is a little girl who needs to be disciplined and that's right. yeah. that's what's being romanticized that's part of what makes this whole thing yeah. seem so like what is happening why yeah why? he's like that's, he's so much older than her which yes it, for the time i get was like right. in the a book, regular part in the book in the movie, at least, there at least a reasonable separation. That that was the first thing I looked up again. Uh, no, she, he's only like eight or nine years older than her. It's not. He, she's no, like. 26. I think he's like twenty years older than her. No, no, she's twenty six and he's thirty eight. It's not that. It's not that. Really? Old. It's not. Yes, yes. Ashley is forty four or something. That's what's ridiculous. The character of Ashley uh, is supposed to be twenty one, and the uh, actor's uh, like four or five years older than oh, fucking Ashley. Clark Gable. But no, Vivian Lee and Clark Gable are not an unreasonable separation in age. And their characters? The characters are wild. He's supposed to be 32 and she's supposed to be 16. She's, okay, that's, yeah. what, I'm ta- that's what I was talking about. The He's story, 12 years yes. older than her. Yeah, the story, in, in the story character. In, in real no, 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 life. In, in real life. life. No, no, no. I don't story. mean in real life. I mean yes, the story. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. Yeah. And that's what I was saying is like, I needed to see, because part of me is like, why is everyone treating Scarlet like a child? And then I looked at him and like, oh, because she's 16. She's right. a child yeah. in the beginning. Right. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. What about Rhett? He's 32. Whoa. Yeah, it's utterly inappropriate. But- Honestly, for a film depicting this kind of time period where being wed at 16 is clearly not an issue, mm-hmm. he actually shows restraint waiting through the war, waiting until she's like 20 yeah. something before he actually makes a move on her. So right. for a character of this time, he's like, he's not as much of a scoundrel. So progressive. <laughs> he marries her before yeah. he rapes her. Yeah. So, you so, know, well, yeah, he doesn't no even kidding. rape her right away. He rapes her after she's just been, she's been such yeah. a naughty girl for so long that yeah. he just must take over. Is this a after they lost their kid too? Is this after uh, everything? Or is it before yeah, it the kid dies? God, so much happens right after, there. I thought after the kid dies, they, no, that's right. After the kid dies, they just, everything falls apart for him, right? Isn't the that what guy happens? guy that played Ashley was born yeah. in 1893. That's what I'm saying. I looked and all this up. You he know what? Died. He died. He died in the war. He died in World War II. If you look at that time, yeah, oh, age really? age 50. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. 1943, yeah. four years now, after this. Yeah, he, wow. he, uh, he died in 1943, Crazy. and he was a British citizen. You bet your ass he was fucking part of the, like, yeah. something to do with the royal protection. Wow. Um, so, he, I actually thought I, he was a pretty good British. actor. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's, he, and, and I saw, again, in the wiki lookup stuff, wiki page lookup stuff, he was just like, this, I, I'm not the right, because Ashley, the character of Ashley is supposed to be 21. Yeah. <laughs> the guy that, the, the, the one that she marries, initially that goes and just dies in the war he's got that yeah, real like he dies silent in... movie lipstick guy look to him uh-huh. yeah. it's like oh Scarlet Scarlet <laughs> all of those boys in that fucking barbecue that opening scene like yeah. what what is this world why are we celebrating this world why is this being romantic this is yeah. stupid yeah. and then yeah. he was like oh, I guess wow, if... look at all these white people living high on the hog off of the off of slavery and exploitation, exploitation of, of oh my human god, beings. just never, How yeah, cool. never, never once even what a great inferred. lifestyle. Yeah, the, oh, the free market, <laughs> fuckers, the free market at work. <laughs> I have no sympathy for any of them. Like through the whole no, movie, I know. And, I'm like fuck every it, one of these assholes. It underpins yeah. the whole like current day racist response of like Irish people being like, yeah, our people were slaves, right? Yeah, you know, we understand, but. No, these are Irish plantation owners. Fucking Scarlet O'Hare is an Irish wealthy aristocrat. Yeah. Yeah. And by aristocrat, I mean like the aristocrat's joke. Right. They're actually pretty pretty decent people. They're actually decent people. Oh, my God. They're they're salt of it. They're definitely (laughs) salt of the earth, especially once once they've lost everything and she has to walk around and smack her sisters into picking turnips. It's so so preposterous. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way it was. Yeah. The, Fuck them then. L- look how hard life got for the plantation owners after the Emancipation yeah. Proclamation. Yeah. yeah, for you know, for I mean, for a couple of months, and then she was able to toss that pussy around and get some money again. So uh, and she'll I, never be hungry again. And the funny, yeah. the funniest thing too oh that God. I was thinking about it, I was like, <laughs> wait, you're although you have to rebuild they, all of this for one, your your mansion is intact. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and you still ha- you still oh, have. How many acres of land to your name? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Well, hundreds of acres of land. It. She almost loses almost loses it, right? She but almost Brett, she's a tax man. She got calluses on her hands. She got calluses uh, on her hands. Sure, That's sure, why sure, Rhett sure, is sure, like sure. These aren't the these aren't the <laughs> hands of a lady. Hands of a lady. It's been working the field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean I do appreciate the like the the parallel that they're showing of of she's just basically whoring herself out to get her what she needs but at the same time is too uppity to like be or too upper class or up you know looking down her nose at at the the madam of the whole movie right mm-hmm. but in reality that's all she's been doing is using her feminine wiles to get what she wants right yeah and as an analogy for the south the whole thing is kind of works right like it's this completely obtuse selfish asshole who even in the very end is just going to go back home and and regroup in her mm-hmm. little bubble until she can figure out a way to manipulate the world to get what she wants yeah right? like right. it, it, it all get, works you I'll guys get those slaves back <laughs> yeah, tomorrow yeah. is another day that whole that whole thing when she's like sitting on the stairs and there's all those voiceovers <laughs> like you always are you, are, you can always reset it Tara. Uh, oh you gotta go back to Tara. 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 <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That reeks to me of oh. like we don't know how to end this fucking movie. Yeah. It's been right. going on for four hours. How do we end this fucking movie with an absolutely classic line? Well, and then and then the the back to the silhouette of her standing there overlooking, which terror. is very pretty. Oh, yeah. yeah, 
Um, is it? It's just a painting. It doesn't even look. It doesn't even look close to real. Cool it just looks stupid. But, but I like the ma- it's like I, a soundstage. I think matte yeah, paintings and sure. movies are cool. I like it. I like this, yeah. especially this big I, it's silhouette. Fine. It's kind well, of it's real later John Forty stuff to me. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. <clears throat> it's I, very similar to the um, you know, that reminds me of John Ford. Those kinds of shots. But like uh, sure. when Spielberg did War Horse which is kind yeah, of his yeah. John Ford movie. Uh-huh. Like at yeah. the end when he comes back with the horse, it's all shot in silhouette against the sunset like that. It oh looks God, yes. Like, I love it. Yeah. It fucking uh, looks so cool. I War Horse, I've, I've told you, I've, that's just sh- Steven Spielberg showing off that movie. <laughs> Nobody it's gives great. a fuck about that. Um, that movie is awesome. It's I was just so like, good. I can't believe I like this movie and it's only because Steven Spielberg. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I wanted I to talk like really this. quick about the, the dad dying. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I also think it's funny how just like everybody's dropping like flies in the movie all the oh, time. Yeah. Like everybody's dying, but especially uh, if we had the Bato stain cut. I wanted to talk about the deaths. dad dying really quick because I thought it was really interesting that he dies in a, in a horse riding accident. Yeah. Uh, the, the daughter dies the same way being like a dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> because the, what, the events leading up to, him dying are uh, a carpet bagger uh, <laughs> is is coming to uh, make an offer on Terra on Terra and basically is like uh, Scarlet's like I'm not gonna sell to you fuck off and the carpet bagger <laughs> is like uh, is like oh well okay I, I guess I'll leave but I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy this land you see and then the dad yeah. is like. <laughs> yeah, as I yeah. sort of ride off and like, oh yeah, first, that's, I love it. I love Scarlet beat throws, the shit out of him. Throws or a handful of dirt in his face first. Yeah, that's yeah. all of Terra you'll ever get. Yeah, I, and I'm no, just I like, agree. Okay, yeah. it, well, you it, guys are uh, again assholes. Like, yeah. you don't have to like sell, but you don't have to like be such miserable fucks about it. <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not he's like watching that way. Her dad's all but, drunk and watching. <laughs> Like hiding. Well, and he's also he's also <laughs> lost his mind at that point, right? Yeah, he's, he's right. But, so got dementia. But you're right. Or something, it, yeah. it does it does seem like a weird like cartoony response that doesn't quite jive with modern. It's not like, justified. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like, like if, what's if he, the carpetbagger like was he like do? Uh, more villainous, maybe, and the dad was like riding off to get some yeah. sort of vengeance, and he died. That would be because, uh, like, but this guy's just a run of the mill rich asshole. They should know. They should like be like, oh, I know you. Yeah, you're, like, you're one just of like me. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also, what? What? Yeah, because your one point being like, what? What is the dad thinking he's going to do once he catches up with them by right. jumping over that fence so quickly? Like, is he? He's probably gonna go. He, ah! Or something like that. I mean, they should have at least given him a gun and he's going to go shoot him or something, right? Like, just go murder those people. And that's what he's going to do. And then he falls and dies on his way to murder. Just helplessly running at them on a horse for vengeance. Yeah, (laughs) it is weird. It is very (laughs) weird. And I wonder if that's how it happens in the book or if they're just kind of condensing things. But but I'm like, I'm of the mind that's like, fuck the book. Like, I get trying to be faithful to it. Even today, I'm like, you don't, if a part in a book sucks, like books are different mediums. If it doesn't doesn't integrate into the story well, then yeah. Because my guess is he just dies writing and they wanted to make it seem like he was trying to do something. Right. Right. And also who cares? I mean, Mm -hmm. just have him die writing. That's fine. Have him like trying to go hunt for food because they're fucking all starving and they can't, they don't have any money. 
But then they also want to have the daughter die later yeah. in a horse riding accident. Same They're way. like, yeah, well, we the can't are we over double a... down on, <laughs> or we have to make it different at least a little we bit. Give the daughter the arrogance of the grandfather. Yeah. Her, not, that, I, that, that was that that part kind of gets me because I'm like that sucks right like oh yeah Brett, I was kind of like the that balls kid. of this movie to do that is actually kind of yeah yeah it's pretty and, intense because like, Rhett oh, you know shit. Rhett for all of his scoundrelness he genuinely loves that kid and he's yeah. like connected and he's like trying to give her a little bit more of independence right he's teaching her to ride when everyone's telling him you know that's oh. not what a lady does all I yeah so that that. That was a bummer. I, there are again back to the romantic stuff. Some of that shit between Rhett and Scarlet, like that first kiss, that silhouetted on the like mm-hmm. the the flames in the background and the the bright red, like, and he, whatever the the stupid dialogue and all that. It's still <laughs> like, it's still like, yeah, that's that's romantic. That's kind of hot, right? Like he's oh, he's like he's like I'm I'm gonna die. Right. Give me a kiss so I know that I've ever felt your lips or whatever he says and. And it's it's also that romantic period where the man has to take the woman because she's not allowed to admit that she's into it, right? Unless right. she's a harlot. And, and if yeah, anything, like that's all that bullshit, like patriarchal, like sexist yeah, yeah. bullshit mm-hmm. that like is yeah. what it is. It, it was what it was at the time, you know. Yeah, and we're kind of like starting to feel like it, we can break away from that a little bit. Starting to. Right. Yeah. But it, it, it does make that look like, you know, you look at it with today's eyes, you're like all sorts of problems, but you look at it from 1939, you're just like, oh, that big strong man is just taking her up and kissing her and then gives her a gun to protect herself and leaves to go be a whatever. Right. And I think what it was is that like the uh, romantic version of that in portrayed in like movies and books and stuff like that is romantic. Uh, sure. But then the reality of those situations are a lot, tend to be a lot darker. Mm-hmm. Sure. In reality. Well, and, you know what I and mean? that's, and well, I, and I think I, people just weren't. Movies could portray aware. men as the monsters, most of them are. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Nobody yeah. would want to well, watch and, them. Right. And, and yeah. Rhett is supposed to be a scoundrel compared to the gentleman of the age, uh, right. but he's also like a heart of gold. Well, and he sees people for who they are, right? That's why he's friends with the madam because the yeah. madam is a wonderful person. She just runs a fucking uh, uh, and the uh, the thing that brothel. like sets him like over at the edge is uh, like Melanie, you know, like Scarlet yeah. wronging uh, Melanie. Melanie, yes, yes, yeah. like he won't stand for it because Melanie he sees Melanie as such a good person. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, um, yeah. And, God, I and honestly, the fact that he just walks away, good for him, dude. I mean, he's put up with a lot through those yeah. years, yeah. and he could just make a clean break. Good for you, bro. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I. Bro. <laughs> bro. Bro. <laughs> and I, I say that while also in that moment, like, it's clear, at least to me, the way that the, the story is trying to, the, what they're trying to tell us is, Scarlet finally recognizes she genuinely loves him. She's just ignored it all of her life up until mm-hmm. that point. So when he rejects her in that moment, I feel for her because yeah. I do. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Because I mean, she she did fuck up. She she should have recognized yeah. him years ago, and she now understands that. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, don't, I mean, it's that's on her. But and I also I do, I appreciate the balls of the movie to uh, uh, the book. I, I think ends in a similar way, uh, but. Uh, I think that's a pretty ballsy move to do at the end. Yeah. Like, 
not I really a so. happy ending. Yeah. It's kind of like a ballsy move. Yeah. Um, but I mean, agreed. I'm kind of interested to see like what happened for the next 20 years of Rhett's life. Like, <laughs> gone with the wind <laughs> oh, again. A- after we watched Casablanca, Ashley and I both turned to each other and we were like, it's kind of weird. I mean, maybe it's not weird, but like both of us were kind of like, I wish, I kind of wish there was a sequel to this movie about yeah. uh, uh, fucking Rick and Louie. Right. Yeah. Uh, and like yeah. what they get up to. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or, or just like eight minutes later or, you know, a, a year later, they just die in a bomb, in a bombing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I also, I think it's implied at the end of the movie that they're prop their people are going to be coming after them and they're yeah. probably going to be dead pretty soon. <laughs> sure. That's, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, You'll probably get their your wish. It'll probably make one soon. Oh my god! It'll I just be called have. Casablanca. It'd be called. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a remake. Oh my god! Casablanca. Yeah. They got some new. It's a yeah. Some re-blood. new blood in there. Uh, but... Or no, they don't do reblood. They just do like the Grand Moff Tarkin like digital recreation. Of... <laughs> oh god! god. Everyone's uh, wearing green that's where screen. We're going. That's yeah. yeah. Ugh. Didn't I, I, why, I think James, why does that sound with James, I think James Dean is. They're doing no, something with like James Dean no, being in a movie. No. Oh god! No. They could do Gone with the Wind sequel. I'm gonna try that. Didn't they make another day? Find I out think, what happened tomorrow. I think there is a sequel. I think there is a sequel. There is to I, this. I feel like I feel like when uh, I listened to the um, Unspooled when they talked about this that 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 Paul Shear referenced. I mean, it's not a well known or well done, but there was a an attempt of a sequel, gone. and it wasn't. I don't think it was connected necessarily, but it was a sequel. Um. Am I am I speaking? It was called Gone. Am I talking nonsense? Gone to the wind. Um, had a two in it. Huh. You know, I th- you know there was. Do. Uh, I think th- there was like some making ofs and stuff like that. Uh, oh, there was. Oh, yes, the idea a sequel in the form of a television miniseries, Scarlet. Uh, Scarlet. 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 Scarlet, Scarlet, No, but that's much, much longer and later. I think, I think uh, yeah, it was in the 1990s. Oh, and I remember that. Yeah. Timothy Dalton plays Brent <laughs> Butler. And it's a sequel oh, to the yeah, book. Yeah, I can see that. It's, it okay. works as a sequel to the book. The synopsis, really quick, is... But it was uh, written in 91, so return that's... Return to Tara. Return to Tara. Blah, blah, blah. We're going to Charleston, Savannah, Ireland... Uh, so Scarlet's yeah doing just like a bunch of a bunch of stuff. Uh, I'm interested to see what, how they handled this in the '90s. Uh, <laughs> and oh it looks God. like Rhett and Scarlet, but it's the same. Wind up together, and it, yeah, it's a sequel to the the book. Um, Jesus Christ, the book, the Gone with the Wind book, is a thousand pages. <sighs> wow. Um, the book was also written in 1991. So yeah, it's yeah. written by a different person, um, blah, blah, blah. Really? Holy moly. Huh. So they already did it. Yeah. I can't. That's that's pretty crazy. Um, let's see. Oh, there was. Yeah. Hmm. Sequel, the sequel is a novel, which would then be adapted into a screenplay. Yeah. So there was a miniseries and a book. Um Interesting. That. No interest. Never mind. I changed, yeah, I changed my. I changed my. I changed my comment on that. I'm kind of curious, but not really interested. <laughs> I'm curious enough to spend like 15 minutes reading uh, uh, and like especially thinking a Wikipedia like page. TV movies from. I the guess early what I mean is I, I'm so interested. In, anyway. Oh yeah, it says why did her? She didn't write one. Okay. Um. Yeah. 
Gone with the Wind. I. It's it's interesting because I do feel like this, in ways, is the worst uh, of the three. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Back to ways. the context of this podcast. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, I think I don't know, it's, man. It's funny because in the ways, in certain ways, it's the best of the three, and in certain ways, it's by far the worst. I think. Mm. Like, um, I think Titanic, being three hours long. Still has like uh, just as far as like pacing goes. Uh-huh. Uh, Titanic is three hours, and that movie does drag at times, but it definitely <laughs> benefits from not being four hours. <laughs> yes, almost um, every movie benefits from not being four hours for sure. Well, and I feel Looking like at both... you, Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh my god. Um, which, uh, yeah. Um. A Titanic definitely like I feel like maintains its runtime and justifies its runtime a bit better than Gone with the Wind. Um yeah. And the that movie actually does want to talk like does at least speak a little bit to like class divide although it's not race. That's sort of what I was about to say is that they're Since both no one couched in that but really it's Titanic does a better job of like given us the underdog story yeah. compared to Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind That's is true. just completely couched in upper class. Yeah. Especially upper if we want to ignore the privilege. Know, depiction of Italian people. But, um, <laughs> Fabrizio! Hey, how you pizza pie! Hey, um, hey Tucker, mm-hmm. Tucker, no one cares. No one cares. <laughs> I it's know. We can, we can do that all the time. Mario you know. is, you know. Then you... Is his name Mario? <laughs> I don't know. Mario, you know, Mario, 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 <laughs> Titanic has oh, man, like you imagine the if blockbuster it was like that fun of it, you know, flute score going. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see him and it's like, and then the, the, like comparing it to driving Miss Daisy, oh. driving Miss Daisy <laughs> is only an hour and 45 minutes. It feels what like did, five. 45? <laughs> I thought it was only an hour. I thought it was like barely 97 minutes. No, I think it's like 145. Uh, Is it? Okay. It feels, it's very slow. Uh, it's really impossible to like any of the characters. Uh, I, I mean, we'll definitely, we'll get yeah, into this more like next week. Yeah, I feel like in terms of that, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Titanic, I mean, I mean, Gone with the Wind, at least and I I'm like a couple of the characters. I'm in the South where I'm like, fuck these people. Right. Like, I still don't like them. Like, I'm still yeah. holding it against them. But. With Gone with I the Wind, I still am. Even now, yeah, just, yeah, I sure. hold it against the South. With, yeah. with Gone yeah. with the Wind, I have the negative reactions. It's going to kind of come <laughs> down to like, do the good reactions outweigh the bad reactions? And I'm not sure that they can. Like the bad reactions that I have to this movie are so bad. Where like when we right. decided to do this series, um, my mind immediately went to Gone with the Wind because this was my second time watching it. By the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, me too. Mine and too. I, I'd watched it one for the first time like five or six years ago, maybe, maybe six or seven years ago, mm-hmm. a, a while ago. And I had such a negative reaction to it watching it the first time where I was like incredulous. Like how yeah. how the yeah. fuck is this the movie that's like the number one movie of all time? It yeah. like made me- In America? That in America. doesn't surprise me at all. It doesn't surprise me at all. We are a shitty America is racist <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> no, I know for sure. Obviously. Uh, uh, d- Especially yeah. 1939 America. <laughs> 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 in 1939 America, people with enough money to go to the movies, you bet your ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And, uh, but like, 
it, it made me like almost ashamed to be an American. Yeah. I mean, I do feel some sort of shame for being an American, sure. uh, but it made me feel like icky to be. Yeah. yeah. Like it really brought it to the forefront where a lot of times I can yeah, just it's... push it down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you, you, you can have plausible denial. <laughs> I'm good. You have plausible cool. deniability about how just how brazen and blatant this shit is, but then something like this, you're like, no, it's just right here in our face. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's oh god, tough. everyone was my grandparents at one point. Yeah, it, <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, I kind of would compare it. I haven't seen it, but like Birth of a Nation, uh-huh. like that type of stuff. Like I would kind of compare it to that. Yeah, like it's well, prop, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's pro racist, pro class yeah. propaganda. It's, yeah, yeah, it's like, directly, it's a direct descendant of that for sure. Yeah. And it's so interesting that Victor Fleming also directs Wizard of Oz, which yeah. again is my my pick to win in 1939 is The Wizard of Oz. Like, Can I tell you something I noticed about The Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Uh, like the last time I saw it. Uh-huh. Um, after they, <laughs> they, they leave to go steal the broom from... They, the wizard sends them to go steal the witch's broom. Mm-hmm. And so they're going through the scary forest. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them has like, I don't know, they're all carrying something. Mm-hmm. But I never noticed that the scarecrow has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. He's carrying a fucking gun. Wait, hold on. I got to look. <laughs> I'm serious. I never I, noticed it I my have, entire life. He's have, carrying like a so little revolver. Mean there's like, is there a scene that's been cut out where he gets a gun? Oh my god! It <laughs> was a, a Tom. There it is. You see it? That is what? That is wild. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the other thing I noticed on a recent viewing of it, which is my favorite thing in the fucking movie, is when what? they all get to the. Uh, to the to the wizard and they're all standing there in front of the wizard and it's the shot like you know from the wizard's point of view and it's just them and toto's standing there and so nothing's fucking happening over here there's no wizard there's none of this big and the people are all reacting to shit that's not happening and toto is looking at like what the fuck are you guys doing (laughs) it's so good i love it um anyway that's a great movie i i think (laughs) my point wizard of oz is a great movie i think it stands when you're looking at a m- movies from, uh, like when you're l- talking about best picture, you kind of do have to take into account like how well something stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. A little bit, I think, right? Like you look at Driving sure. Miss Daisy and you're like, well, this definitely does not stand the test of time, Yeah, right? And that's part of why it sucks so but, hard. And at the time, I think people understood that it wasn't gonna stay, a lot of people understood that, that it wasn't gonna stand the test of time. I feel like that's the biggest difference here is that but 19- Gone with the Wind, with all of its bullshit, it's still fucking celebrated and people watch it. Driving Miss Daisy, most people don't even know that movie exists. That's true. That's fair. Although this I is would an also argument say, for next week. This is, kind of, this is kind of what I was thinking about Coda winning Best Picture this time because I was like, I liked Coda and I thought yeah. it had, you know, a lot of heart. It had all the, all the me, shit that the Academy loves. Yeah, it got me weepy, you mm-hmm. know, but I also felt it? like everything I felt about it and everything I thought about it, I felt and thought while I was watching it. There was mm-hmm. nothing to really think about afterwards. Nope. There was nothing. The only there was only one scene where I was like, "Oh, this is something you can only do in a movie," yeah. you know, which yeah. makes it cinematic. And there was only one scene that really did anything like that, yeah. which was when they dropped out the sound so that yep. you experienced it with them. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, uh, but everything, I was just kind of like, oh, other than that, I don't see why this is so, yeah. you know, why this is impressive yeah. cinematically yeah. at all. A West Side Story was I feel the best like, picture of the film. Like West Side Story, of the, of the, I felt of the, like of the year. there were a few up there that I was like, those are all great. And like on several different levels. And right. West Side Story is one of them. And, uh, and then... I forgot what I was going to say. But anyway, um, I, I actually. Oh, Gone with the Wind. I was going to say, Gone with the Wind yeah. has so much, like, yeah, epic shit going on. There's, like, Especially some of those shots. First half of the film. First half of the yeah, film is just lots of, fucking wild. Yeah. And especially at the, you know, you think about it in the context of the time and, like, just the way they kept it moving visually was mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, Whereas Driving Miss Daisy is a fucking Hallmark movie or something. Like, it looks like nothing. <laughs> Who right. cares for sure. about Driving Miss Daisy? It's yeah. not hey, a movie. This is for next Hardly. week. This is for next right. week. This oh, yeah, right. Week. We're going to argue about next, so next time. Really, but, what, but, I wanted to get, what I wanted to get at, though, is just that I think I have to, like, I have to judge them as their, like, the some of their parts, right? Judge them on their whole. Yeah. I judge everything <laughs> on its whole. I'm judging this off of Scarlett O'Hare's whole. <laughs> Which one? Her butthole. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Four stars. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. When you, really quick. When you said butthole, it just. Do you guys know the movie, uh, the Ben Stiller uh, version of The Heartbreak Kid? Oh, yeah. It was yeah. a Pirelli Brothers movie, uh-uh. I think. There, no. That movie's not very good, but there is one part of it that I reference a lot. And <laughs> because it, it's so funny to me, there's a part when. Ben Stiller and Malin Ackerman are like on their honeymoon after they first got married and they're like having like crazy sex all night or whatever and it's like she's like buck wild you know (laughs) and then after they're done he's kind of like shook and she goes to the bathroom and you just hear like a really loud like fart sounds for like a few Uh, seconds and then she yells out from the bathroom (laughs) that's not what you think it was and he like looks around he's like i didn't hear anything and then she goes oh good because i just queefed so loud (laughs) (laughs) what you think it was (laughs) it's so funny Ooh, i'm gonna watch that that's on hulu i haven't ever seen this Um, the original is an elaine may movie uh which is like impossible to find um it's got charles groden and uh Oh yeah, yeah that's right. it's yeah. like a it's like a comedy classic, and then that was a remake that was not very well received. And I did see it, but I don't remember. It's I don't not, even remember that. It's not great, but I do think that part is really yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Anyways, um, uh, yeah, I I think I gotta judge it uh, like the sum of its parts as its whole, uh, its butthole, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> I. So really, it is going to be for all three of these. I, I mean, for me, obviously. I mean, I guess we'll have to get into it next week, what, what these thoughts are, but that's, that's yeah. kind of where I'm at is like, for me, it's kind of definitely down to like driving Miss Daisy and gone with the wind, like going yeah. into next week. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> sorry, me too. Sorry. No, I, sorry. I, sorry, Tuck. Sorry, butt no, Tucker. I gone you, after. Picked a, you picked a winner, bro. I found another racist one. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> really, really was setting myself up for failure. Yeah. I mean- Although, I mean, there's no people of color in your movie, That's which is right. arguably Mine even worse. acts like they don't even exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Completely. Completely ignores it. Um, I just feel like uh, this was kind of an interesting exercise, and I actually was thinking on the way over that it would be fun maybe next year around Oscar season to do 
like the best best picture winner mm. where we each pick Ooh. our favorite best picture yeah. winner like the one that we think most deserves it out of all of them mm. do we take no country off the is that the crash of yeah that'll be the that'll be the no country Ooh, i don't know because you i think there's an argument to be made that like there will be blood there's an win. argument to be made, but that argument is unresolved. Because <laughs> if you watch No Country for Old Men, then you're like, well, no, this obviously wins. And then <laughs> wait, you watch wait, there, wait. there Will oh, Be Blood, oh, and you're, you're like, talking oh, fuck, about... this obviously should win. Are you, wait, so I thought you meant picking the best of the ones that actually won. That actually won. Saying, yeah, but you also have to think about what they were nominated against. So Right. It'd be kind There's of the, definitely the counter an to argument this. to be made that There Will Be Blood could also have won that award for sure. I don't know what you're talking about. They were about. nominated in the same year. No so Country like, and There Will Be Blood. Oh, that, like, I, see, yeah. I see. I see. I see. I see. I see. Okay. So right, if you yeah. took it into account like confused. we're doing here. My, my brain doesn't work. <laughs> so it's like which movie was the most, yes, deserving, most deserving that year of the nominees? Like which what time did they get it the I most already, right? I have it. I have it. Dances already, with Wolves. So. <laughs> yep. 100%. No, I mean, if we do that, and I'm not going to spoil it here because I have it and it's the winner. Okay. Like, I'm not going to say I mean, it. Casablanca won Best Picture of the Year. Like, you, there's definitely that's an a, argument to be made one. that like there's an that, argument to be made but sure. the one that this I have the most deserving because that movie absolutely is. win the one okay. I have in my head will absolutely win well ne- we'll save it for huh. next year huh. sure so keep it write it down yeah. on a little 100%. post-it note huh. I don't need to because it will never ever I will always pick uh, this movie but yeah I just thought that huh. I think that would be kind of a, I got a fun counter to this did, uh, did did Annie win Best Picture or something no, <laughs> no? okay oh. <laughs> uh, she, uh, it's actually Cheech E. Chong's uh, <laughs> Up in Smoke oh excellent um yeah, Gone with the Wind. That would be amazing. It, it's definitely a movie where, like, <laughs> when I first watched it, I was like, I hated every second of that. I'm glad to have done it now, so that I can yeah. kind of put it to bed. Yeah. See, um, I didn't. I don't hate every minute of watching the film. That's that's the thing. Like, I, I the first am... time I did, the second time I I could appreciate the craft craftsmanship of it, sure, and the cinematic I scope of it of it more. Lost my patience the first time. Yeah. Partway through well, the second and, half, and I was like, "No, fuck this movie," you yeah. know, and I just kind of dismissed. I it. mean, it's it is such a shallow story, but I do think that there is an attempt to be a little bit more. Uh, I don't know what the right word is. Just deep, I guess. I don't. I mean, like I said, the the analogy for the entire South embodied by Scarlet, like that kind of works. The 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 Scarlet dichotomy between scarlet and the, the um harlot right like that kind of works like i i don't know i think it's intentional in the novel i guess mm-hmm. i don't know that it's coming across that well in the film though so i don't know so it's like scarlet is the south so the south is like this resilient asshole that'll use right. anybody to make any to, yes that's my point and, yes and then and then and then even at the end she's still a scrappy little yeah she's gonna keep fighting right you know, like just I don't like that message for the South necessarily, right. but I see that as yeah. I see that as a potential analogy. I'm not sure if that's us in like the, if that's right. intentional in the filming itself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels like it's just this epic scaled movie that they're right. just trying to make visually exciting and trying to make a bunch of money off of, frankly. And, you know, I do want to say one thing that really bothers me from a craftsmanship uh like storytelling perspective is that uh it's really because the movie seems to like jump in time so much mm-hmm. and so sporadically like it, it doesn't no it moves forward it never goes no, in I know. any direction I, but, but i'm just forward. saying like it's a lot of times it's really hard to gauge how long when. 
the, yes, where yeah. they're at in time in history. It's really sometimes, and sometimes it's really frustrating yeah. to have a sense of how like how well, far did we just jump? Like but, how wait, was it wait. years? Was it months? This is this right. is us in you know however eighty years later. There's there's a moment where they show electric lights. And I think in 1939, there was a much clearer, I mean, there was still, the majority of the people in the audience remember the transition for that. Right. right. Like it wasn't that far back that they wouldn't be able, it'd be like showing the difference between a black and white TV or a, a, a old fashioned CRT TV from the fifties. Right. And then one from the early seventies. It's like, just um, the subtle depiction. There was the scene. But I where... agree. I, I had a similar, I'm just like, how much I kept going like, okay, so now how old is Scarlet? Like yeah. typing into Google, like how old is Scarlet when she has the kid now? Like I'm <laughs> yeah. not, yeah. not clear how much yeah. time has passed. And I also, I'm also like, how, how long did the civil war last exactly? <laughs> yeah. And I, it, I found it curiously didn't use the death of Lincoln as an, a marker. Like, that seems like a huge historical event that even in the yeah. South, that would somewhere that would put well, us they probably that would, celebrated, right? Well, something to put a marker in the sand. Cause I agree. Yeah. I was like, how much time is passing here? But there's like, once, Vivian once Lee is where, uh, Rhett still and just the, looks 26. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're Rhett and the daughter, Bonnie or, uh, riding the uh, horses. True. And there's yeah. fucking sprinklers going. Yes. And I was like, I said the Oh, same how thought. long have they had sprinklers? <laughs> yeah. I had a similar thought. I was like, interesting. Yeah. Like, that is, I would have guessed Seems that so that was a much more me. modern um, invention. I would have thought so. Yeah. Did um, you? Did you I mean, also especially without slaves to put them in? Yeah. Oh my god! Did you appreciate that one shot of Mammy in that moment where they just clearly just kept the camera rolling and she's just like, "You got to get off that horse! Oh. Don't get on that horse! Get off that! Get off that horse! Yeah. Get, get, you know, like, <laughs> like she's obviously like, give us three more, and she's just saying them, and they're like, "Ah, put them all in." The, yeah, he is them all. One of my favorite parts of the movie. I couldn't stop laughing because there's a part when when uh, Mammy invites um, Melanie over to like console Rhett and Scarlet like right before she dies, uh-huh. and Mammy is like sobbing and telling her all of the like everything that's been going on. Uh-huh. I <laughs> just wanted somebody to do like a cut and paste oh, yeah. job of Chunk from the Goonies. <laughs> 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 when he's sobbing and explaining yeah. every bad thing that's ever happened to do. Oh my god! The, yeah, the that crush. is so interesting that that, that and, is and the then, performance. And then Rhett, <laughs> he just lost his shit, man, and he fucking went in that room, but he hasn't even come <laughs> out. And then Scarlett, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then Rhett started puking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean that's interesting was, that that thought, was the was performance that really was hard. celebrated because it is that. real like rough. I mean, yeah, I, I you got. I think you got to take that kind of celebration, I guess, where you can really. I don't, I my don't guess know. is all act. I mean, acting is like any art, right? It's it's evolved over time, so those kind of performances just don't. I mean, once what? I mean, what's the other was, one? P- Prissy. What's the other? Oh my what's the other? God, she's insane! Like, what is with that person? It's kind she's of like Prissy. <laughs> it's always been like, especially like when big movies like this. It's a different like. There's always smaller movies where there's like actors doing like serious acting. Well, Jimmy like, Stewart even back then, right? And then Jimmy Stewart, and Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Did right. he win for that? Oh, sure. I'm guessing he oh, won for that. I don't, I don't know. Did Clark Gable win? Um, uh, let's check it he out. He may have actually. I've got it all right. No, I here. think it actually was Jimmy Stewart. 
Uh, no. Well, that's it Robert Donat for Good My Mr. Chips. Oh. That was one of those. They're they're just making up for shit. Was that a I mean, legacy award? Support, <laughs> was that a legacy? Yeah. Supporting I, actor. All my point being, like, even even Jimmy Stewart, he's just fun to watch. But you, you always Vivian you Lee never won. lose sight. You never lose sight of the fact that it's Jimmy oh, Stewart on screen. I will. Right, I like, will not yield my time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I was up in that room with those when those papers were signed. <laughs> so my dad, I've mentioned before, my dad grew up in Monument Valley, Utah, on the. Uh, at the Navajo reservation dragon. At, at the mission. <laughs> and it was back when, you know, those movies were being made down there as Western. Okay. And uh, my dad was when he was a kid, cause he's always really been dark complected too. So he was like, along with all the like Indian kids and stuff, all the Navajo kids uh, were uh -huh. like hired to be like part of the Indian tribe in the movie like background. And my dad and his dog apparently are somewhere in John Ford's Cheyenne autumn. Oh, nice. But anyway, my dad was like six or something. And he, you know, since he was, five or whatever he'd been driving the jeep around because they're out in the fucking desert you know and all this so like he would uh jimmy stewart <laughs> and there was jimmy stewart god who the was the woman it was she's a very famous actress but they were like having a day off or whatever they were like frankie take us around and so my dad <laughs> drove jimmy stewart and these people around while they were drinking and just having a great time oh, hell yeah when and he then, was six yeah <laughs> and then when Jimmy Stewart got injured on the movie and was in the hospital at the mission where my grandpa was the cook and my dad would just go visit, visit Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> and he's like, Hey Frankie. Aww. I was like, oh man, it's so cool. And my dad's like this big rad. liberal and he, he lost all of his shit got stolen. He had all his like vi uh, film and um, pictures from Vietnam and stuff. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Ripped off of a storage unit. And he also had a picture of himself as a little boy. And my dad grew up With to Jimmy be like Stewart? this big unit union guy like uh -huh. left winger and uh is my dad as a little boy in a bar sitting on a stool between john wayne and barry goldwater <laughs> oh, who my dad wow. knew and called him uncle barry and like swam at his pool and shit in arizona that all the time. <laughs> oh my god it's like i want crazy. that fucking picture no shit but he also uh rode a horse on set he's like i've never seen myself in it but he was also uh doing that on once upon a time in the west so wrapping up gone with the wind i <laughs> love that we never even made an effort to describe what the movie's about it's too <laughs> hard um <laughs> well, it's not that hard it's just scarlet o'hare like struggling to make tara survive right yeah i mean the wikipedia uh synopsis like plot summary of the movie is like four paragraphs so... is it yeah, <laughs> yeah no no i can see i mean it's primer it's basically... has a longer <laughs> description on wikipedia <laughs> And that's like a primer. 90, yeah, and that's a ninety-minute movie. <laughs> yeah, well, primer is impossible to understand. Right. So I understand. I get that. <laughs> and then he goes here, and then they go there, and then he goes there. <laughs> and then, but they're just sitting in a hotel room, and you just don't. But it works. It works, you guys. It works. This movie is complicated. It's. Uh, I don't know it, if I would like ever tell somebody, like if I ever told anybody that to watch it, it would be like with the caveat that like. It's rough, <laughs> and you're only yeah. you can only do it, or like the only reason really to watch it is because of its like historical significance in film. That's mm -hmm. what I was thinking too. Yeah, yeah is like it's historical. Yeah, it's the but same it's, way. it's like it's I've a poisonous seen movie. film history, Birth of a Nation, because I've taken film classes. Right. Yeah. You know, like in that context, right. it makes sense. But it's <laughs> but. a poisonous movie. Like it's permeated the culture and like poison. Well, like and and people's even minds. in. And beyond, yeah, and and again, back to my comment about the the actual relationship there with Scarlet and Rhett, like 
that is also like a misunderstood mm-hmm. to me. I don't know. Maybe it's not misunderstood. And I'm just as an adult watching it going, oh, this is what they were talking about. But I I didn't get that sense from like people in my life growing up thinking or referencing it. It's just generally referenced as this like mm-hmm. romantic story. Yeah. Yep. But it's such a fucked up dynamic. It's such a fucked up relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's weird well, that that's still, what's celebrated. I mentioned right. this to my mom and stepdad coming back from spring break and uh, that I was watching it or whatever. And I don't think my stepdad has any inkling that it's the trouble, like that there's problems with the, <laughs> right. with the way that just, dynamic is. Yeah, it's just a yeah. certain mindset. You know, that's an old mindset that's still, they just see it as a, oh, I like that movie from when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Well, and I think I, I, I'm guessing that's what a lot of people walking mm-hmm. around like. When was the last time Ashley's mom watched it? Your uh, st- your uh, mother in law. I think she watches it like. I think it's kind of like a a comfort like family. Co- yeah. Okay. Well, I, that that is weird. I mean, some that I want to call it the patri that patriarchal uh, c- celebration of a patriarchal uh, dynamic it really still resonates with an uncomfortable number of people, I guess mm-hmm. is the way yeah. to say that. Right. Like it, yeah. it, it's an, it's an un, uncontemplated kind of condition that, un, you know, we think because we have eyes for it now that we've progressed more right. than we have, I guess is the mm-hmm. way to put it. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. Like it's poisonous. Like mm-hmm. this yeah. type of movie when it's like a huge movie like this, that has like such sinister undertones and ignorant undertones and ignorant yeah uh it's it's like it's poisonous Uh, because when it's like the most successful movie of all time like there's so (laughs) many movies that are following the 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 path that this movie has laid out you know what i mean yeah what what would be a better as i'm what would be a better not better depiction of it but what what movies can you think of that do show a better relation, a better dynamic, romantic dynamic. Right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm a little hungry right now, so my brain isn't functioning Ca- quite well. Uh, but I honestly, can't Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The di- okay. the dynamics in that movie are, uh, like definitely of their time for sure. But that movie does such a good job of like, uh, painting. Um, oh God damn it! Why am I blanking on the Rick? Uh, no, not Rick. Um, the, oh, the Ingrid the, Bergman's the, character. Oh, I don't remember. Oh. Um, Ilsa. Hmm. Um, like their relationship has some like, uh, like sexist elements to it. But like he, hmm. like her husband is really respectful towards her and like genuinely cares for her, and she genuinely right. cares for her husband while also caring about Rick. And Rick is clearly hurt, so he's lashing out. But it's never to the point of like, like icky it's just like he's mean okay and would say yeah, something okay. that somebody who is hurt would maybe say even today yeah. uh and there's also like you have sam who's the black mm-hmm. piano player at rick's cafe and like sam is portrayed in such like a positive light in that movie and um like rick mm. is so like mm-hmm. respectful towards him and like uh, they even like Rick even says that like <laughs> Sam gets like twenty five percent of his profits like uh, oh yeah l- like yeah, okay. Sam is such like a cool character and Ilsa is like a a, a strong woman and like passionate right. and I was just gonna say Han Solo and Princess Leia in uh, Empire Strikes Back 
Oh yeah, when he plans one on her. <laughs> Get over here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then when she's that. like, when she's like, I love you, and he's all, I know, I know. Yeah, that's. I know. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. No, no, that's a good. That's I, I like. <laughs> oh that. my god, really? Sorry. No, I don't no. love Family Guy, but um, in the okay, you can admit to liking Family Guy. It's ridiculous. But there, there's been a few that I have watched that I. They've there's been parts that have made me laugh. Sure. One of them is in their their they did like their own Star Wars trilogy. Oh yes, and the Empire Strikes Back one where Lois as Leia says to Han Solo, "I love you," <laughs> and then Peter as Han Solo goes, "Fuck off," <laughs> <And it goes laughs> down into the carbonite. It's so funny to me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, that Star that that Star Wars uh, trilogy there, uh, uh, Family Guy. That's that's terrific stuff. There was another one. I think it was in the. It might have been in the Return of the Jedi one, where like the Millennium, like Falcon is landing on uh, uh, Endor, and there's like a guy with like the weird radar gun or something like that, uh-huh. and it's like that big like cinematic shot of the Millennium Falcon. He's in the tower, uh-huh. and then it just shows him with the radar gun going pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> right. so they can do it sometimes um but this is i I think next week is going to be a pretty interesting uh it's gonna be a lot of squabbling is that what you're saying a lot of squabbling i think what we need to do for our ratings going into next week is invert them yeah so it needs to be rather than like most influential it's got to be which one of these is the least influential Mm -hmm. you know what i mean okay <laughs> yeah. Yes. No. I do know what you mean. <laughs> and like, which one has? I think we should probably have the category of like, which one has aged the best. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 I see what you're like saying. That. Oh, no, you just want to. You're just putting that up for yourself, you dick. <laughs> I don't. Driving Miss Daisy. Miss. I mean, Miss Daisy has not aged well. There's a lot of CGI in Titanic that has not aged yeah. well. S- save it for next week. Brett. Okay. Well, I just wanted to give you In guys a chance to prepare no, your, no, your I, argument. I agree. Uh, yeah. Worst movie, I, worst overall worst, movie. Yeah, you know? worst overall. Worst overall. Best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. Worst and then overall. Cr- still keep crying Cry macho. macho. Two points. Two points. Ah. <laughs> You're making me cry macho already, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so cry, uh, cry, cry macho still that special something. It could mm-hmm. be, and it can just be your, it's like a wild card. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. I'm still not going to think about it, show. except for like the drive over to the to the recording. Oh sure, so, we do yeah. what we do. <laughs> <laughs> we do what and we I'm do gonna, it. and when I sit down, I'm gonna be like, "You got to remind me of the categories, bro." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll forget about it till we're doing it. Right, exactly. Like, oh, fuck, cry macho. Um, yeah, I'll start thinking about it <laughs> on the drive over, and then I'll be like, "I got it," and then like <laughs> two into it, I'll be like, "I don't think I got it." <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember what I was thinking. <laughs> all right, Dylan wins. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, all right well, so we're uh, done? yeah, so let's uh, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate it. Um, thanks. <laughs> oh God. we'll uh, be back next time and we'll declare a winner. Um, yeah. and we'll see who it's gonna be. Uh, I'm excited yeah. to get to it though. Uh, yeah. and until next you know time, what, everybody, Brett? what? Oh, wait, I was just gonna say, frankly, my dear Brett, I don't give a damn. Oh, oh. Brett Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I ruined your flow. No, Go. that's all right. Until next time, uh, cry, cry macho, macho cry shitters. Macho shitters.